This is the Easy Living Yards Podcast. I'm Ben Hale, your host that sometimes prefers the easy way out. Let's jump in and learn how to have a healthy, beautiful yard with less work so you can enjoy more time doing what you love. What's up and welcome to episode 53 of the Easy Living Yards podcast. Today we are talking about simple landscaping ideas for 2019. Really, these ideas can work anytime, but it's 2019 and let's talk about what we can do this year in your yard and how you can make a change in your yard to better enjoy your yard and also reduce maintenance in your yard so you can enjoy more time doing what you love. That's what we talk about here. That's the tagline of the show and it's really important. So we're going to talk about that today. Before we jump into that main topic, I've got a couple things. First, If you haven't connected with Easy Living Yards on your favorite social media platform, consider doing so. Uh, There's a lot of activity going on over at various locations. And so whatever your favorite location is, consider hopping over there. So if you're on Facebook, go to facebook.com slash Easy Living Yards. It'll take you to our Facebook page. That's probably where we're most active. Um, when When I say we... Uh, I'm, I'm usually talking about my wife. She, she kind of runs the Facebook show and I'm on there as well, uh, but she's the social media savvy, uh, do person of the duo here. And, uh, Likewise, we're also on Instagram, so you can go over to Instagram.com slash Easy Living Yards. You might see a theme here. Likewise, Twitter.com slash Easy Living Yards. Not quite as active on Twitter, but uh, I'm hopping on there every once in a while, just dropping little notes, sharing very interesting articles that I find uh, sometimes. So um, you can head over there. And um, likewise, we're on Pinterest. So uh, and I'll reference some Pinterest boards that we'll be talking about a little bit today. Uh, so you can go over to pinterest.com slash easy living yards. All right. So um, I have links to all those in the show notes. Uh, as always, any links I talk about during the show, you can check out the show notes. A lot of podcast apps, basically you just on the episode, uh, as the episode's playing, you can kind of scroll down and see the notes uh, with clickable links usually in the show notes. And if not, you can always go over to ely.how slash episode and then the episode number. So for today, it's ely.how slash episode 53. So you can go to ely.how slash episode 53 to check out all the show notes for today's show. And likewise, um, if you want to browse around the Easy Living Yards website as well, there's some cool stuff on there as well. All right. That's the first bit. Let's talk about the next bit, which is today's favorite plant. Today's favorite plant is something that I love for um, pathways and just kind of filling in space for a low growing ground cover. And it's one of the two non-native plants that we put in in our front yard garden uh, redesign that we recently completed. And uh, so the the and I say recently, it, it kind of ran into the winter a little bit recently, all the way up till I, I did finish it in 2018. I met I met that mark at least. We had a pretty mild December, so it allowed us to do a lot of work um, when we otherwise may not have been able to. So it was really great. We got this project done in 2018, uh, kind of mid December, and um, 
got to enjoy, you know, the end of the year with a nice project under our belts that I'll be showcasing with our membership. So if you haven't heard about the membership, I know I'm getting off topic here again, but uh, you can check out ely.how slash membership and check out the options to join our membership. And, uh, you know, at this point, it might already be closed to the founding group. So um, if you're really interested, this is a great time to go over, become a founder of the Easy Living Yards membership and enjoy founder perks that'll kind of last the whole time you're a member. Um, And uh, so I'll be certainly appreciating my founding members for helping out with uh, the starting off the membership, kicking things off. And uh, likewise, if you so if you don't go over and can't join right now, you'll at least be able to get on the waiting list for when it opens up to uh, the full membership. And so anyway, let's get back to the topic of today's favorite plant. Creeping thyme uh, is one of those two plants that I planted that weren't native to um, our region in the Midwestern U.S. I kind of wanted a mostly native garden just to showcase uh, all the beauty that comes with various natives to the U.S. Uh, I think they really get, sadly, they get underplayed here in the U.S. We prefer our exotic plants. And um, I'm really starting to appreciate the ecosystem benefits as well as the beauty benefits of native plants to various regions. And so I chose for our garden design to focus on that area. Now, that said, uh, two plants I chose for specific reasons. One was the um, the Millennium Onion. And let me say that again, the Millennium Onion. I featured that on a, a few previous episodes. Um, and the reason I picked that one was, well, for one, it's beauty. It's a beautiful onion. And two, we have this wild garlic that just runs rampant in our, <laughs> no pun intended, um, if you get that pun, that's a good one. Um, runs rampant in our garden um, before I installed this garden. And so basically we just have a really ideal environment for allium type plants. And so I chose to plant uh, these ornamental onions uh, to kind of, if we still have those continued problems with our wild garlic, they'll kind of blend in with all these ornamental onions around as well. Okay. So the other plant I have is creeping thyme and um, the Latin name for creeping thyme is thymus serpillum. And creeping thyme is awesome. It it just goes well in rocky areas. So if you have like a loose rock wall or if you have very sandy areas or you just have very sandy soil, it works well in all of those conditions. Um, so this is a Mediterranean type plant. It's native to uh, Europe, Asia, um, and I think Africa, like North Africa area as well. Um, it thrives in USDA zones four through eight. It grows one to three inches tall, one to one and a half feet wide. So it'll kind of creep out wide. Um, and, and it really fills in those cracks and spreads in to fill spaces. It prefers full sun, uh, dry to medium moisture. So it prefers not to be wet. And, um, and it prefers very well-drained soil that is rocky or sandy. And it blooms in June through July with these beautiful little pink blossoms that just like are little dots of color across this deep green plant. So it's a beautiful contrast. Um, now I prefer, what we planted was a variety, a cultivar called Elfin, Elfin Thyme. And um, I really like this one because it has incredibly small leaves, very dense habit. And so it just looks like this like miniature plant like it's so cool and anyway so this is what we planted in we had a very small access pathway between our main walkway that comes from the driveway to the front door um, and then the 
the garden kind of borders that walkway and we wanted just a little short access path to access the front yard as well. And so um, it basically is a a flagstone concrete path. Uh, It's only about um, three feet long and it's about four feet wide. So it's a very small pathway. And what we did with those cracks is I filled in a bunch of this elfin thyme into there. And uh, I hope within the next year or so it starts to look really beautiful as it starts to grow. Anyway, check out Creeping Time for those uh, paver areas, those cracks you have in your pavement. A wonderful little plant. It propagates via um, division, so the stems will eventually root into the ground to, to um, continue growing this plant. So it's a, just a wonderful plant for those areas. Okay, so let's get into our main topic of the show, which is simple landscaping ideas um, or easy landscaping ideas that are low-maintenance and uh, what we can do to really make a big difference in our landscape. Now, I'm going to reference several other previous episodes because we've kind of touched on this somewhat, and I just want to summarize and talk about um, four specific areas we can work on this year. So if you're looking to tackle just one project to really start to make some progress in your landscape, let's pick one of these projects and go with it. Let's move forward with it and make a difference in your landscape. And these different projects have various levels of work involved to do them. So um, they're all pretty easy from a design standpoint, um, give or take, depending on the scale you want to do. So you can kind of do some quick, easy changes, or you can get more involved and do some pretty substantial design changes. Either way, you're going to be making a positive impact on your landscape and also the, um, the pride you feel in your landscape. Both are very important. Now, the first area you can focus on is your front entry or your foundation gardens or your foundation plantings. This is really your most impactful location because if you think about it, it's the place that gets the most focus when people are looking at your house. So whether or not they're focusing on your landscape, it's part of basically the built environment as well, your house, because it's it right up to the house, it frames it, it's part of the image people see when they think about or look at your house. So for that reason, it's very important. And there are also just a wide variety of things you can do from a very small, simple things, all the way up to very large uh, scale renovation type work that you can do to greatly enhance this space. And so Part and parcel with that is that this space has the greatest return on investment, both from a financial perspective as well as an emotional perspective. So financially, you can do a small amount of work to make a big difference, or you can do a full-scale project, and that actually boosts the financial value of your home too. So this space is really important. Emotionally, this is the space that welcomes you into your home and welcomes you through your landscape into your home. And for that reason, it's also very rewarding at the same time. So I'm not going to go into a lot of detail here, but you can check out episode 33 where I talk about front yard curb appeal ideas. I have a link in the show notes. Basically, I go through specific things you can do or specific areas to focus on and kind of do a little bit of an exercise to walk through your space and figure out what you can do to really uh, give it a little bit more pop and really change things around. So check out that episode if you're interested in this. Um, it's a, This is really, if you haven't done much with your front landscape, um, this is a great place to start is right next to your house. How do you welcome people into your home? How do you welcome yourself into your home every day when you come home? 
And this is something we just transformed our front landscape right in front of our house. We actually ripped up our walkway and put in a new walkway and everything. It was a lot of work. But um, it's it's beautiful. The transformation is substantial. And um, it's going to give us a great return with uh, years of enjoyment. And also just the, the way we enhance the access to our house is going to be significant in how much we appreciate our home in, in walking into the front door. So the next thing you can focus on is your mailbox garden. So if you have a mailbox out front at the curb, this is something you can think about. Um, as specifically here, I'm thinking of your, your typical suburban yard, right? So you have lawn going from your along your driveway up through your front yard and up to the curb. So if this is something like you have, consider what you can do for a small mailbox garden. This is more to get your, I guess, kind of get your feet wet, get your hands dirty, whatever you want to call it. Um, it's a small, easy um, hopefully low maintenance and inexpensive project that can actually help um, in in the fact that you don't have to trim and mow around your mailbox post. Uh, you know, there's always taller grass that grows up around there. You have to go down and weed eat it, um, fit that mow around it. It's kind of, I might be, it might, might sound like I'm uh, uh, <laughs> blowing things out of proportion here, but the reality is each piece we save on effort, um, especially with our routine tasks, um, can add up. And so the mailbox garden is a nice way to kind of spruce up your entrance and at the same time uh, save some hassle and increase appeal. So um, if you want to check out, if you actually, it's time maybe you need to build a new mailbox anyway or put in a new post, if I if you, that's something that's important for you, you can check out episode 49 where I talk about a ultimate DIY mailbox installation. And so we go into not necessarily the garden around it, but putting in a new post and what you need to do there. If it's just the garden, think about, you know, how can you reduce mowing how can you put in a low maintenance little garden plot there and and uh, with plants that don't need a lot of work and with a design where you're not going to have to do a bunch of weeding and edging and and that sort of stuff so that's what i would focus on if you do a mailbox garden next let's talk about what we can do to reduce our lawn or our work on our lawn so those are two categories that I'm kind of lumping together. First is, do you need all the lawn you have? This is something where my wife and I have a little bit of a debate about. Um, because to be honest, I don't think we need all the lawn space that we currently have. It's a lot of work to maintain. And uh, lawns are just a huge resource drain uh, in, um, you know, in landscapes. And so the less lawn we have, if we, if we kind of pair it back to what's necessary and replace it with low maintenance plantings instead. Um, it can be hugely rewarding in the amount of time it gives back to us. And so can you maybe reduce your lawn size um, to where uh, you have something that's less maintenance, it adds some interest through, you know, varied texture or just, you know, something that's not your flat green space, right? It has varied height. Um, so adding interest is important to your landscape and it also reduces costs in the long term. These, of course, are long-term benefits. There's work you need to do to transition here. But once you make this transition, it pays off long-term by reducing the amount of work you need to spend on your landscape. So that's the, the huge benefit of low maintenance gardening is you put in something that doesn't need tons of work and it looks beautiful and it pays you back long term with the amount of time you get back. 
So think about all these landscapes you see around like corporate areas or, um, you know, public spaces. A lot of those are pretty low maintenance. Some, some of them aren't. And so I'm not saying this is a blanket statement, but a lot of them you see are things that are pretty hands off, especially those bigger landscapes you see, because out of necessity, a place can't be spending tons of money to maintain it unless it's something like an arboretum. And so consider what you can do in your space to reduce the amount of lawn you have. Maybe you can put in like a pollinator type garden where it's, uh, you know, looking like a prairie type planting, but it's also curated in a way where it doesn't look scrubby or rough, but instead it has a bunch of variety of uh, plants for various um, creatures, critters um, in a in a positive way here. And it also brings beauty and, and texture and uh, variety to your landscape. So if you're interested in any of that, um, we can talk a lot more about that in the future. Um, now, if, it, if you're also just looking to reduce the amount of work on your lawn, I also have an awesome episode there. So episode 13, this is a little bit of a throwback. I did an episode on low-maintenance lawn care. Episode 13 goes through various things you can do to reduce the amount of work on your current lawn. So how do you change your maintenance routine to reduce the amount of work there? And you can do a lot just by changing how you take care of your lawn. So, um, for example, a few of the things are just, it's going to kind of make you cringe a little bit, but mowing less frequently, mowing a little bit higher, because it actually makes your grass healthier and happier, and it doesn't grow as crazy when you do those two things. Um, So, Listen to episode 13 for a lot more details there. I go into a lot more depth, and you'll end up with a happier lawn. Okay, so the last category I have here today is your front porch. So we talked about your front entry garden area. We talked about your mailbox. We talked about your lawn. Your front porch is also an area where you can do some very small, measurable things to make a big impact. And unfortunately, a lot of us, our front porch ends up being kind of like a a drop-off zone or something, right? So it it can be something where just a a little bit of concerted effort can go a long way to making a positive difference. So what about decluttering your front porch, right? Do you have clutter there that shouldn't be there? Is it unattractive? Maybe it's better suited for the back of your house or your uh, garage. Um, So if if you're storing stuff on your front porch, think of what you could do elsewhere to take care of that. So your front porch should be like a welcoming space, bringing you and guests into your home. And so you want it to convey that whatever that feel is for you. What is it welcoming? Is it, um, you know, quaint? Is it cozy? Um, whatever, you know, kind of want to match your design style of the inside of your house to your front porch somewhat. You know, it doesn't have to be exactly the same, but but it kind of gives a hint or a taste of, of what type of home you're trying to keep and what the feeling you want people as they come into your house to have. Um, and so can you de- declutter your front porch? Can you redecorate to kind of, you know, Spice things up a little bit, uh, make it match your interior a little bit better, or give it a certain feel, or maybe make it seasonally appropriate. Um, so there are a lot of easy things you can do that are inexpensive that make a big difference. Uh, maybe it too, you can just get you know new um, new porch wear, I guess you could call it. So like you know like patio type stuff for your porch. So maybe a nice rocker. I, you know a lot of people that like that kind of quaint uh, countryside uh, villa feel 
put like wicker rocking chairs on their porch, for example. Um, is there something that you can do that matches a style or a feeling you want to have that you can do on your front porch without making it feel cluttered or cramped? You want it to feel kind of, you know, welcoming, cozy, or open. Um, Cozy and open are kind of two different feelings there, but depending upon the size of the porch you have and the type of feeling you want to convey, you you kind of decorate it accordingly. So um, check that out. Likewise, what you can do is, is what about potted plants? So bringing the landscape into your porch, that's kind of, you know, this is a huge transition area where you're transitioning from the inside of your home to the outside. And likewise, you're transi- transitioning from um your porch to your landscape. So there's kind of like a lot of transition that happens here. And putting potted plants onto your porch that are low maintenance, attractive, can kind of bring your landscape closer to your home and help ease that transition. So that's really important. And um, so if you want to find out how to make some easy potted plants, check out episode 34, um, where I talk about low maintenance potted plants, self-watering containers, uh, things that save you a ton of work and still get you the beauty that potted plants bring to the landscape. All right, guys, that's pretty much a wrap for these. I just wanted to kind of give a rapid fire on these things. So, so again, to, to recap, what can you focus on in your landscape in 2019? Let's pick a project and let's go with it. So the biggest things for a project, if you're just starting out with landscaping in your home and you want to do it yourself, consider these four areas. They are all focused on the front yard for a reason. That's the first place to focus for the biggest impact, both for yourself and for the guests that come into your home. So the first is your front entry garden or your foundation planting, your foundation garden. This is the most impactful location. Next is the mailbox garden. This is a smaller and easier project. If you just need to get started and you want to try a few things out, you maybe want to, you're not familiar with how to do plantings and that sort of thing or how to do edging, this is a great small project. You can complete this project in a weekend. You can plan for it the week before um, so you're ready to go over the weekend and just you or you and your spouse or you and your family or a couple friends can really tackle this project. So a mailbox garden is kind of a smaller scale, easier thing that you can get started on just to, you know, try things out and get started with your DIY landscaping. Reducing your lawn can do a huge thing toward or make a huge impact toward reducing the amount of work and time you spend on your landscape. And so consider what you can do to reduce your lawn if you don't need it. And likewise, how can you do it in a way that replaces it with something low maintenance and beautiful so you have more beauty and less work in your landscape and less lawn as a result? Likewise, there are certain practices you can do to reduce the amount of work you have on your existing lawn. So you can check that out, episode 13. Your front porch is things you can do very easy or, you know, you, it's more of like an interior design thing. So if you're more of like an interior designer, maybe you could focus on your front porch first. And so it's kind of getting outside of the house, doing a little bit of work outside. And it's not exactly gardening, right? But you're doing a little bit more, getting a little bit more comfortable with being outside your home and working on your landscape. So that's a great idea if that sounds like you. All right, guys. So that's a recap for today's show. 
Check out today's links at ely.how/episode13. I want to let you know too. Uh, I still have a few openings in the Easy Living Yards membership founding community. So if that sounds like something you want to do, if you if you really want to make a committed effort this year in transforming your landscape and you want to get started now, the founding group it, you get some awesome discounts on being part of the membership. You can actually influence the development of the courses that first come available in the membership and you get to work super close with me as well so if that sounds like something that's appealing to you check out the link in the show notes ely.how slash membership uh, you can go there directly and and check out the details there all right guys thanks for tuning in make sure you live with passion and make tomorrow better than today